I'm Casey Gillette, and this is SEO in 2023, Additional Insights. Casey, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2023? Well, at the end of the day, we have to adapt, adapt, and adapt some more. And that is key for me in 2023 and beyond. So you say you have to adapt strategies and tactics and adapt everything more rapidly than ever before. Um, So that takes me to strategy to begin with, because quite often marketers and perhaps SEOs sit down once every so often, maybe even just once a year, to establish a strategy. Is that meaning that uh, setting a strategy should happen much more often than it used to? I think so. I mean, honestly, the way that we run our client programs is we actually sit down monthly, right? So we have an overarching goal of this is what we're trying to achieve this year. But things change so quickly, as we all know. I mean, even just like I'm just thinking about like the past few weeks, right? We have GA4 launching and all of a sudden it's, oh, well, now we have to adapt how we're reporting on things or what we're measuring or how we're using GA. Um, You know, we have SGE coming. Okay, well, what does that mean? How do we adapt? So at the end of the day, a lot of times the strategy itself doesn't always have to change and that, hey, look, like our goal is we're going to use these marketing channels to get excellent amount of leads or sales, whatever it is. But the tactics involved in that really have to change at a much quicker rate. Um, So like when we do our program planning, we're sitting down every month to say, all right, well, here's what happened. Here are some of the things we saw. How do we either capitalize on something that's working, fix something that maybe isn't, or Let's take a look again. How are we trending toward our goals and what do we need to do to adapt to that? So again, I just think, yeah, it used to be, all right, now we're sitting down at the end of the year and we're talking about what are we doing for this upcoming year? Not anymore. Not anymore. I think we just have to move so much quicker than we ever have before. And your clients appreciate that? Do they like that? Because I'm thinking that um, if you're dealing with clients to a certain degree, they'd like an end point, a North Star to to aim for. And that that constant iteration, I guess, might might be disconcerting to some clients. Yeah, well, I think that's the biggest challenge of managing clients, right, is you're always managing the expectations. And so I think as long as you're showing, hey, we're working toward this goal and here's how we're getting there, then you're still showing them, hey, like maybe the tactics are changing and maybe it might seem like, you know, it might not seem as smooth as it, it, it is. But at the end of the day, as long as you're showing them results, that's what matters. And I think an example of that, I have a client who they sell like displays and they have this page or yeah, they have this page that's a category page that always performed exceptionally well. But we've seen it trending down, trending down, trending down. And so when we dug into it, like, you know, they're used to us like doing like certain things, like updating pages, like building links, whatever it might be. Right. Well, we had to take a like shift our approach because what we found was that the search results themselves for all the terms that they were showing up for, it shifted to a very product focused SERP. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we're showing them, hey, this is why we're changing our strategy, I think it goes a long way versus, oh, man, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, 
like have some consistency here. So like we had to shift in that example. We had to shift from doing some of the normal things we might do to, all right, well, let's focus on merchant center, right? Let's make sure we're optimizing shopping feeds. Let's make sure we're optimizing images and doing these things to now target the SERP because it is much different than it used to be. So I think as long as you're showing them, hey, we're still aiming toward the same goal, the tactics that you're using really shouldn't matter. Got you. Okay. And I, I was just about to ask you, actually, before you, you gave that example of, of something more specific that perhaps used to work six months ago that yeah. you've changed and, and changed into something different. And obviously, you've given a, a great description of something there. Um, so you said that to a certain degree, the SERP have been showing more product-centric pages. Is that a trend that you've seen across different industries? You know, so we work primarily in B2B, but I do have some e-com clients. But yes, so I mean, I think we're all seeing the the changes in SERPs over the past however many years. Um, but specifically with my e-com clients, there's so many more products, right? There's so many more products. There's so many more images. You know, there's shopping results. So, you know, that's another thing that a lot of times, like we have clients who they might be doing shopping already, right? Like maybe they're already doing paid search and we have to determine, you know, is it worth still focusing on this from an organic perspective or should we use this budget and focus elsewhere because we're not going to make inroads here, right? You already have your paid result. You're already in these shopping feeds. It's kind of taken over the search result. Should we just focus elsewhere, Right. So a lot of times we're also reprioritizing what we're actually doing to ensure we're driving results, because at the end of the day, like I'm just finding there's some battles like we just can't fight, you know, and we have to make sure we're making the most of the budgets we have for the client to actually show results. So, yeah, I am seeing that specifically for my e-com clients. And again, it just forces us to adjust what we're doing, not just from an SEO perspective, but from an overall marketing perspective. Got you. And obviously you mentioned shopping feeds and opportunities like that. I remember maybe 10 years ago or so working in in e-commerce SEO uh, for different clients. And then it was certainly a legitimate target to be able to try and optimise for phrases such as red dress. Would you say that nowadays generally that's probably beyond the possibility of, 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 of most businesses? Yeah. And that's what we've been seeing. So if I go back to that example that I was mentioning earlier about how we had to shift, they used to rank for very broad display terms, right? And so that's why that page performed well. And so what we've actually gone to is a much more product specific strategy, right? So we're targeting these longer tail terms that are more specific to the products themselves. Even that category page that I mentioned, like we started putting some actual products on it, right? Like top products along with the categories themselves to try to get some of that integrated. Um, I have another e-com client who they, uh, they sell like custom stickers and custom labels, super competitive. You know, the search results themselves, very competitive, a ton of products, a ton of shopping feeds. We actually went to a long tail industry specific strategy to really build their presence because it was just so hard to compete. I mean, there's so many clients, you know, there's so many people who have been doing that for a long time that it was, all right, look, like there's people who are going to need to refine their searches, right? We know like someone's going to refine what they're looking for. So let's target those. So yeah, for a lot of this, we've taken a very long tail approach to let's try to be as, as specific as we pos- as we can, because yeah, like that term red dress, like, I don't know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make the most of our budget and the client's money. 
But, but are clients more receptive to doing things like going for very long tail keyword phrases with hardly any demonstratable search volume? Um, because um, you would imagine a few years ago, certainly clients saying, but I want these terms, I want to, to, to rank for this. Is it hard to push back or are clients better educated nowadays? You know what, David, I th- that's a, such a great point. I really do feel like a lot of my client contacts like have so much more knowledge of SEO now that it makes it really helpful. But we still have, I mean, I just had, this is a month ago, I had a client say, well, there's no, there, you know, the search volume for this is really low. The, you know, the search volume for this is really low. And so it's really just goes to that education aspect of, I feel like our clients are really receptive. And, and part of our job as marketers is to educate them on why, right? So one of the things that, yeah, and let me just use that long tail example before I was talking about like the custom stickers and custom labels. Um, one of the ways that we would show progress for them, aside from just starting to see revenue and starting this see increased traffic is we would provide them with an overall picture of their keyword visibility. So, hey, you know what? Like you're not necessarily ranking for custom stickers, but you're now ranking for restaurant stickers and custom brewery stickers. And here are all the variations of terms that you're now showing up for. And here's how those pages are generating traffic and revenue. So again, as long as you can start showing results, like I've had a lot of success, like my clients have been very receptive, but yeah, there is that educational element of, yeah, you know what, this doesn't have a ton of search volume, but if we combine all of these, it's going to help you build the relevance for that broad term. Here's what the search results look like. So there's always, you, I mean, we all, anyone who works with clients knows there, there's that educational element and I'm making it sound like it's all sunshine and roses. It's not. Sometimes you just have to pick which battle you're going to fight and move on and just say, you know what, fine, we'll do, we'll do this thing. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I feel like my goal and my job is to make sure my clients are successful and I have to be able to prove that, right? So, so that's really on us as well. So when do you identify the correct time to adapt and what metrics uh, do you keep an eye on in order to help to steer that decision? Yeah. I mean, one of the things I'll say every Monday morning, so one of the first things I do every week is I sit down and I look at each client's analytics. I look through their rankings. I look through their search console. And part of that is for me to understand what is normal, right? What's the baseline? Because that way I know that if things change, like if I'm seeing trends, like if something changes, it's not a surprise. And that comes from, I'm sure that everyone has experienced this, where you go to pull a report, like a monthly report or something, and you're like, oh crap, like what happened here? And you find out that, you know, maybe someone put a no index tag on this page or like this, whatever. So again, I try to stay very true to like making sure I understand what the normal is when it comes to traffic, when it comes to revenue, even the rankings. Like, again, I, I know that, you know, I'm not always saying to my client, like rankings are what drive success, but I do use that to prove value of, hey, look, like, Here's where we're seeing this increase. Here are some of the things that that we're working that's working for us. So I do keep an eye on those things to determine. All right, well, if I'm seeing changes, if I'm seeing that trend, right? I was talking about that product earlier where I was seeing it continuously decrease. Well, I need to know why, right? So if I'm seeing all of a sudden that my client who was in position two is now in position 20. Well, I need to go see, is this just like the tool, right? Sometimes there's little flubs in the system. Or 
Was there a significant change to what's showing in the search results? And that goes to how you adapt your strategy. So I might see that, you know, uh, uh, here's another example. So I had a client who used to rank number one for digital marketing. And let me be clear, they had no business ranking for this term. So, but they did, and it drove it drove tons of traffic. Uh, not relevant traffic, but it drove tons of traffic. Well, sure enough, you know, last June, Google rolls out their new update, and we're now nowhere to be found, right? So I'm looking at that, and okay, now all of a sudden we're seeing, you know, tens of thousands of less visits a month. But the question becomes, okay, like, in the, in, in the adapting sense, all right, do I need to go figure out how to get this back into that top position? Not really, because it wasn't doing anything for me from a business perspective. But it is showing me like, okay, hey, these search results changed pretty significantly. There's not really anything I can do here. What I have to do to adapt is make sure, go and focus on those other things that, okay, did it affect other pages that are actually important to the site, that are important to the buy, you know, that are targeting their buyers. And what do I need to do from there? So again, I just think it's really important to understand those, those, you know, those key data points so that you can't, so you know, all right, what do I need to change and what's happening? About 15 years ago, I was ranking top 10 for internet marketing. And I had, I did not deserve to rank for there, certainly, as well. So you, you, Google discovers, it didn't, didn't used to discover yeah. quickly. It used to actually keep results for quite a while, but now it discovers quickly. And even if you get a, a ranking for a right. short period of time, unless you deserve to do it, you're not going to stick around for a while. But um, the, one of the questions right. that you asked that I really loved was, uh, what is normal? And that's a great question to ask clients. And I'm imagining that that's a great question to ask in relation to future trends as well and what the client expect expects over the coming six to 12 months or so and that'll help you identify um yeah. when to get scared and, and when to be comfortable <laughs> that actually that drop was expected yeah well 100 percent. and you know that's such a great point that you just touched on of like asking the client like we have a lot of clients who there's seasonality attached to their business Right. So I have like just going back to that, like, um, you know, sticker label company. We actually we write a lot of content for them, but we also know that. OK, so we're saying to them, well, what's happening in September? Right. And we're asking this in May or June because we would need to start putting things out that are going to apply to September, right? Because all of a sudden we're going to see search volumes start skyrocketing for, you know, parking permits and bus things like, right? So anything tied to that. So it's always really important to understand, yeah, to your point, what is normal to the client so that you can change, so you can adapt your strategy of, all right, well, if this is something that's going to, we're going to see the search volume jump up in July, I want to make sure that I'm ready in March for this to happen, so yeah, it's good to know that information and you don't know that unless you talk to them about it. Now, one other question in relation to this word adapt, uh, and how does an SEO adapt their own skill set in order to stay relevant and um, up to date for any future activities that they have to do? Yeah, great question. Uh, if anyone knows, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, one thing that it was you know, listen to this podcast. This. That's the correct answer. No, <laughs> listen to yeah. you. Read the edition. Read the SEO Insights book. Um, you know, one thing that I still I really pride myself on is that you know I've been doing this 16, 17 years, and I'm still in it. 
you know, like I said, aside from just looking and making sure I understand, like when I'm talking about the normal and understanding my client's baseline, I am, oh, I'm still in it. I'm still putting together recommendations or at least like guiding my team on what that should look like. I'm still in the search results every day. Yeah, I am. I'm listening to podcasts. You know, I'm listening to, you know, this podcast. I'm listening to Marketing O'Clock. I'm listening to Wix SEO, right? Because these are people that the thing I've learned and, and we all, anyone who's in the space knows the best part about the industry is the people, right? People are willing to give information. I'm not out there when things are updating. Like I'm not sorting through my data to see, oh, what were the changes and in what industry? Like I'm looking to see, all right, I'm going to go see what Lily Ray and Glenn Gabe said. Like, let them just tell me what happened, but I'm going to look at how does it apply to my clients? What am I seeing from my side? But I think you still just have to be in it. And I always used to say, people would say, well, how do you get into SEO? Like, how do you be good? How do you get good at it? And I would always say, go build a site, right? Build a site and try to rank for something or figure out an industry that you're passionate about and try to get your website to rank in search results because that's how you're going to figure it out. I don't think that changes, right? I really don't. So you still have to be involved in it and looking and seeing, all right, well, we did this. How did it impact things? Well, this happened. How were the search results impacted? So Again, like you just, you're just constantly learning. And in a way, it forces you to adapt because you have no choice. Or, yeah, you just Google's like, hey, hey, we're going to use this now. Like you're using GA4 now. So good luck. Adapt to that. You don't have a choice. <laughs> like you, you just have to do it. Great advice. Yeah. I mean, before I was an SEO manager, I had um, a few different sites of my own and I was just tinkering, trying to do different things. Mm -hmm. I was surprised at how many people within a big agency actually didn't have their own websites. And yeah. I think they, f they felt to me sometimes being a little bit tunnel visioned in approach and not able to adapt. So I think having yeah. your own site certainly gives you that experience so that when something does wrong, then you've probably experienced yeah. it before. So you know how to make that other change as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for me, I, I didn't know, like, I mean, I'm going to date myself a bit here. Like when I was in college, like there weren't web design classes, right? Like <laughs> there was like yeah. an, I think I took an, an HTML, I think I took an HTML class. I, anyway, my first job, my first SEO job, I realized I need to understand this. And I went out and I bought HTML for dummies. <laughs> You know, I'm learning that and I started building sites on WordPress. But, you know, the way I think now it's taught in schools and people have access to the Internet at such a young age and there's so much more like advanced in that sense. Like so I think, it, you know, if you're coming out of school even like or you're, you're starting into the space, like it's just so much more accessible. There's almost no excuse to not do that, you know. So you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? Yeah, I mean, just going back to, I touched on before about, you know, I was using the example of, um, you know, the client who was ringing for digital marketing, they lost it. Like we could have spent hours spinning our wheels trying to get that back. Right. And I think a lot of times like people chase it's not the algorithm necessarily, but it's like you're chasing these like keywords or you're chasing this like what you're deeming success. But at the end of the day, you have to focus on things that matter. I think a lot of times it just can be easy. And, and this isn't necessarily SEO's fault either, because a lot of times like I know that I have, you know, CEOs who are looking 
and they have certain things that they think they should show up for, right? And they're not seeing it. So it's almost like, all right, now I have to adapt to that. So it just, it's easy to get caught up in that stuff. And I really just think it's so important. We have limited time. We have limited budget, regardless of whether you're an agency, whether you're in-house, you have to focus on what matters to the business, right? And, and that's something that I think SEO as a as an industry and as a channel has really grown is it used to feel like, okay, it's kind of this like, you know, stepchild over here that, you know, it kind of does its own thing. But now everything is so much more integrated. And I think that's a huge advantage, right? Like if you have paid data, you're able to see keywords, you're able to see ad copy that works. If you're using, if you have email, if you're doing email marketing, you can see what subject lines work, like what's getting people to click through. And we can really integrate that into everything we're doing. So again, like don't get caught up in these like, you know, like glamour type things, really focus on what matters to the business itself. And don't worry too much if like, yeah, you know, maybe your page traffic dropped, but was that actually doing anything for the business? Um, We find that all the time, right? Like maybe the blog dropped. Well, because this one blog post happened to be ranking for something. Well, that blog post didn't do anything to help the business. So don't go spend your time there. And, and I think that's just really easy to overlook because you have the client or someone else saying, well, what happened to my traffic? Right? What happened to my traffic? What happened to my whatever it is? You know, make sure that, that you're focused on what matters to the business. Casey Gillette is Senior Vice President of Digital Marketing at Walker Sands, and you can find her over at CaseyGillette.com. Casey, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2023. Thanks for having me. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.